Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Only the most broken people can be great leaders. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Huge special thanks to our friends at Marvel and Disney Studios Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this movie early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Now, I am so stoked, I'm beyond stoked to get into this review, but before we do, I do want to let you know, if if you're a huge Star Wars fan like we are, we actually have, currently have our watch club for Star Wars Andor going on right now, uh, with our first uh, two, maybe three episodes out right now, covering episodes one to three, and four to six, and... Uh, seven to nine, uh, where we go through our, you know, we go deep on our theories and speculation, uh, as well as our thoughts on each episode. Uh, and then, of course, when episode 10, uh, 11, and 12 come out, we're going to have one more to kind of wrap up that watch club. So keep your, your ears and your eyes peeled for that because there's a rebellion growing and you can be a part of it. Uh, we also have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes out every single Wednesday where we break down our thoughts uh, on the latest news and trailers surrounding all the things that we love all right let's get to this review joining me for this dive into the depths of a new kingdom is the leader of the nation of geek centric justin the jade jaguar lawrence damn wow what an intro man that is uh if i made your head too big is your head too big now yes i i feel like the leader now yeah essentially because you know the leader has a big head from the mcu okay there you go cut joke yeah (laughs) there we go um i am excited dude i i have been chomping at the bit to talk about this movie with someone given that you and i were the only two that went and saw the screening i am excited to, to get into all of the things that uh, I loved about this movie. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a few days uh, removed from from the screening, but I'm still I'm still real, and I it's I honestly I can't stop. I haven't about I haven't it. stopped thinking I know, about it. I know. Yeah, I haven't stopped um, thinking about it. It's it's. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get to the synopsis for the movie. I'm I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already know, but. Uh, in Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. Black Panther Wakanda Forever stars Angela Bassett, Letitia Wright, Denai Gurira, Lupita Nyong'o, Florence Kasumba, Michaela Cole, Dominic Thorne, Winston Duke, Tanach Huerta Mejia, Martin Freeman, Mabel Kedenya, uh, and Alex Livinali, and is directed by Ryan Coogler and produced by Kevin Feige and Nate Moore. The movie opens in theaters November 11th, 2022. Justin... 
Let's start with what worked. And again, I think this is another one of those reviews where I feel like this might be the majority of the conversation. Um, but let's start <laughs> off with what I think was maybe one of the more challenging parts of this movie, given uh, the, the mm -hmm. sad passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, and how Ryan Coogler was in the middle of writing this script when he had to alter it. And I think he absolutely pulled it off. I think the movie you know, be, beyond, you know, handling themes of, of loss, pain and regret and, and revenge really well. I think Ryan Coogler helped to reshape this story after the loss of Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman so well. Um, well, you know, at the same time, I felt like the movie has so much in it and it doesn't feel unbalanced. We, we get to see each of these characters uh, and they really do get their time to, to sort of mourn but also grow at the same time a hundred percent and there's a reason why this movie is two hours and 41 minutes it does have a long run time but i think you're absolutely right like after sitting with it i, I did say like yeah the movie is long but it, it doesn't feel misbalanced as you said it, mm -hmm. it, it is very much about respecting both parts of of what this movie is meant to do and i think the story delivers on the promise of a proper send-off to to t'challa mm -hmm. and that that's justified based on the circumstances of the situation uh, that Wakanda's in. Uh, it uses his loss as as an anchor for a growing theme of trauma that that is played out through the rest of the movie, um, and and how they carry their life without their king, and more importantly, without Black Panther. It's it's an emotional story that that deals with the with with loss, legacy, and and healing, like you described, and 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 you know some great callbacks to T'Challa and, and, and Chadwick that feels very poignant and, and spiritual and captures who he was as a person. And I think there's, there's an authenticity uh, to that uh, at, at, at play throughout the entire movie. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's depicting two of the most powerful nations in the world and just how different, but also similar they are. And I think that's kind of the theme of the movie and what it's trying to, to represent. And I, 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 I just wanted to, you know, throughout the movie, there was never a moment that dragged too long. Like, I just wanted to keep learning more about, you know, both Wakanda and Talo Khan. Um, and I think, you know, the movie also addresses what it needs to in order to establish the feel right away. And my eyes were just glued to the screen the entire time, even even just with like the dialogue. And, uh, you know, even if there was no nothing on the screen at times, there were just words being spoken. It was well, instantly captivating. And it, it actually caught me off guard the, the way that the movie actually just starts. It, it just throws you immediately into kind of where we left off. Yeah, I, I I think, as you mentioned, there's words that you're very captivated with, but we'll talk about performances when we get oh, yeah. there that I think really do hammer home the balance that this movie has between world building and, you know, a real heart and emotion. Like, I loved how Wakanda and Talokan were pitted against one another mm -hmm. uh, as they both share so many similarities, as you were saying. And, you know, I love that these two cultures are facing off against one another based on belief. And it, it just allows them to put a mirror up to help create a, a larger picture of, of conflict uh, between the two, while also really rooting it back to the theme of trauma, mm -hmm. right? I, I think that, you know, the introduction of, of Namor's character was unbelievable. Absolutely. And his arc in comparison to that, to, to someone like Shuri, I think it really is a war between two nations. Mm -hmm. It feels like a war between two countries going at it. It, it is, 
it is overly emotional too in in that oh, yeah. in, in their depiction of that and the action is top notch so it's like it, it's it all has the right parts to to help tell this what seemingly feels a very real story i, I know we're talking about fictional nations you know wakanda talokan but there is such a history and such uh, an attention to detail that these nations feel real yeah and i think you know bring tissues both justin and i we're we're tearing up quite oh, yeah. a bit. I've actually never seen you cry as as much in a movie, Justin. Um, not that we've gone to too many sad movies together, but but yeah, you were you were tearing up quite a bit. And well, as yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much: yeah. as as the cry expert of our <laughs> podcast, I'll I'll take that as a as a as a probably it's a, compliment. a compliment more Absolutely, than an insult. It's a compliment, hundred <laughs> percent. It means you're in touch with your feelings. Um, but listen, as somber as this movie gets. It's not without the action scenes, and I think these moments really got the heart pumping. I the way the warriors fight in this movie is so intense on both sides, and I love that you can see the various styles and the choreography between the different groups. Like you've got the Jabari tribe that fight differently than the Dora Milaje, but then you also see the people of Talakan and and even Namor himself have different styles by which they go about combat, and I. I just thought it was so cool. They, they they all move so differently. It adds so much to the action of the film where a lot of times in, in a lot of, even within these Marvel movies, you know, I, I, um, I think there's a lot of times where we kind of feel like, oh, that was a bit samey. That, that action scene felt like the other action scene in the movie, which felt like the other action scene in the movie. And this one, it doesn't. There's so much sort of variety that they add to these different moments. Um, and a lot of that has to do with mm -hmm. the choreography. So shout out to the, the entire team on, on all that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the thing about it, too, is that as you're t describing and talking about visual effects, you know, the choreography, the, the camera work, everything that went into that felt really real and tactile and, yes. and fit the the world that, uh, you know, we're Absolutely. living in at this, you know, for this story. Um, so it didn't feel like overly visual effects heavy. But I, I, needless to say, I understand why the VX team was, was pulled from the She-Hulk finale because <laughs> this movie, like, spared no expense with big visual effects numbers and, and moments that will definitely stand out. But apart from that, what was really gorgeous from the visual standpoint was actually the costuming. Uh, much like the first movie was the outstanding cultural elements that were just grounded in this this movie in, in a sense of, of realism yeah. uh, that honors and respects cultures that, that it's inspired from. And that, that comes from things like, you know, the costuming, mm -hmm. which was from Ruth Carter. I want to shout her uh, out. Who yeah. won the Oscar in 2019. Yeah, yeah, who won the Oscar in 2019. Uh, and I think that, you know, just again, incredible job at bringing the vibrant cultural nuances that define both Wakanda and Talokan in the wardrobe. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And, and I think the same for Hannah Beaker, like the production designer who, who won the Oscar as well in 2019. Uh, she designed such an immersive and, and captivating environments. Uh, she went deeper with Wakanda and then she went really bold and very authentic for, for Talokan. Um, she was actually on the red carpet talking about this, the, the, the 450 page plus Bible for Wakanda that she made Wow, and a 500 plus page book for Talokan, uh, that were their, their North star They they, you know, it, it was, it contained all the notes, all the historical and cultural importance of why they were doing what they were doing. 
and again, I, I just props to them for bringing in an authenticity to help define. I think as we were talking about before, making these two nations feel real, this makes yeah. them feel real, yeah, absolutely. right? Is is that commitment to telling their story and making it feel lived in. And I, I think lived in is a, a really good way to, to describe it. I think it's such a stunning move. The use of color, the use of light, and then sometimes lack thereof yeah. light. I think, you know, I think yeah. it, the, the movie gets visually dark at times, but it was purposeful and, and really adds to the environment. Um, whereas, you know, sometimes you'll be watching a movie, you'll be like, I can't even see anything on the screen. Uh, shout out to Game of Thrones. But I thought that, uh, <laughs> I thought that this one... For the moments where it does get dark, it, it just adds so much to it. But you also it also adds this sort of edge of your seat, inviting, sort of pulling you into the screen mentality where you just want to be like, I kind of oh, want to yeah. just go a little further into the depths. But I just wanted to kind of come back to what you were talking about with uh, the costuming. Just the different tribes of Wakanda having their distinctive look. The the funeral attire, I think, was stunning. And, and you obviously you see that in the yeah. trailer. Um, everyone in white, just uh, like against the bright, vivid Wakandan cityscape is absolutely beautiful. Um, and yeah, dude, the people of Talakan, like so much more than just, you know, the blue people who we've seen before. They 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 implement traditional Mayan colors and the jade and aquatic elements as well as like the feather work in the headdresses i just thought was so phenomenal and then their their masks that have water in them so they can breathe um it just shows like it, 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 attention. intention but it also hyper attention but it also kind of helps you to understand the characters in terms of their ranking again this is a movie about you know a, a, an army and and war and you can tell that you know there's two characters that are you know just based off their look they're a higher rank uh than the rest of like the talakanian army um and obviously we do get to see them a little bit more in the movie oh no i i, I totally agree I, again it just feels it feels so authentic but you know going back to your point about you know the the use of lighting like there's a shot that's in the trailer of the dormilage as they step from shadow oh, into dude. light um and like even though i knew I've seen that scene in the context of the movie. It is so good. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just, like you said, it pulls you in. You're like, Oh shit, here yeah. we go. Absolutely. I think, I think the only place that I could possibly look at, and this might be my only criticism for this whole review. So strap in everybody. Um, I think the only place that I think I found a little bit that took me out of it was during some of the heavy action sequences when characters are sort of flipping or flying through the air there are some moments where you still get that rubbery effect uh, that we've seen in the yeah. MCU. Again, I, I think people forget, though, that visual effects aren't just for action sequences, but it's also the world building. And I think for the biggest moments outside the action, uh, you know, seeing the, the Talakenian people riding massive whales swimming alongside orcas is just, it was so cool. And like, I didn't, as, as much of a spectacle that is, I never found that that was anything that took me out of the world. Like I, I, I completely believed that that was actually happening. Um, and so I think, you know, the backgrounds of the world are so well designed. Um, I think as silly as it can seem that we're talking about an underwater world at no point in time did I feel less invested because of the, the look of it, of the, of everything. It was just some of those moments when they are doing kind of the, the really heavy action stuff that I was kind of like, okay, I think it, that it goes, kind of, it gets, yeah. You know, it's it's like it's it's harder to hide yes. it 
right? At least, you know, with the choreography and the fighting that you're talking mm-hmm. about and that you referenced before, this is hand-to-hand, this is intimate camera work, yeah. right? You know, as soon as the camera has to pull back and reveal some sort of big spontaneous thing that's happening that's obviously visual effects heavy, it, things get a little rubbery, as you described. But honestly, that goes without saying, I think, with some of these movies. But where this movie shines is, as we said, costume, pr- production design, world-building elements, mm-hmm. the things that are tactile and, and textual, and the choreography. These, these are real things. These are these are things that are the intimate parts of the movie. But, you know, again, the way they used visual effects, you know, it's not so big and so out of scale. They, they used it appropriately based on the story, so... Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the other big major shining aspect of this movie is the, the cast. Um, let's yeah, let's start off. I mean, we're going to kind of go through the list here, but let's start off with Tanach Huerta as Namor. He's fant- like where this guy like I know he's been in a, a lot of you know Spanish films and, and TV shows, but. I was so phenomenally impressed yeah, by this incredible. guy. He, the character, from yeah. a character standpoint, he's so swift, he's so calculated. But even in the performance, like you can literally see him thinking through his actions in each moment, and that's not an easy thing for an actor to pull off. Is the idea of like I'm actually thinking about this, but not in like a goofy or like silly way. Um, and I honestly, I didn't think with his winged feet that. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, this guy is is scary, but he is terrifying. He's he's really a true threat in this movie. And he's one of the better MCU villains because, again, we get a solid understanding of where he's coming from. The movie actually gives us uh, some background for his character. And he did such a good job of portraying the, the character, you know, that, that is just as hurt and frustrated by the outside world as the Wakandans are. And and I think yeah. by aligning his character with them, it really does help us to kind of get behind sort of some of the decisions that he makes in the movie. He said it himself in an yeah. interview. Namor is not yeah. the villain. As, as you're pointing out, what his performance and that trauma that he's dealing with, which is perfectly mirrored to that of Shuri, mm-hmm. he's not a villain. He is a true anti-hero. I, I feel like I can understand his his mm-hmm. motives, his desires, and, and what he wants. I think it's actually incredibly relatable, and I think that this is the best introduction to an MCU character that is that is a veteran. Mm. This is our first introduction to Namor, and, and he's one of the most original yeah. uh, Marvel comics characters. So. Uh, he's classic so I, I love the way they're handling his character in this movie I think it's it's spot on and and Tenoch was, was the perfect casting for it I it's amazing so uh this is Shuri's movie though uh let's talk about Letitia Wright I think instantly instantly hitting us with a performance that is a huge step up from any other moment we've seen with this character I was honestly blown away with how much she's matured from the first one and and since even Infinity War and Endgame, uh, and rightly so given how much she's she's gone through by the beginning of the film. For sure. I, I think, like, you know, she delivered an intense emotional performance that felt very rooted in a genuine loss, and I think that she was able to manifest her own real sense of loss for Chadwick mm-hmm. in this portrayal of Shuri. And, yeah, I think you're right. She totally seems more mature, also very much like Angela Bassett's performance. You know, they both were able to come together as a family and mourn the loss of Chadwick together through their character portrayals, which were both outstanding. 
uh, in this movie. It felt like they were really a family grieving. Yeah, and and I think you know as as somber as as that sounds, it just it's it, you're right. It's some of the best performances we've ever seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think um, while while Shuri is more mature, she's also just as charming as she was. In the previous movies, mm-hmm. and I think both her and Okoye and uh, Riri Williams, the three of them are kind of at the oh, yeah. heart of all the humor throughout the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. There's some really great moments of laughter, especially at Riri's expense, um, which honestly were so welcome given the weight of the story surrounding those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I had that written too. <laughs> and they never felt out of place. They never felt like, like they were forced. No. It was all the right amount. It made sense. And it, it was absolutely through Okoye, Riri mm-hmm. and, and, and Shuri that you, you got to see that it's, it's some, it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I agree with you. I think it was, it was needed. It didn't stay in that somber, heavy hearted story. It injected some humor that was welcomed for Absolutely. sure. And I the scene we're we're actually talking about, you can actually find online. They did put it out early yeah. if you do if you if you want to watch it, but maybe maybe watch it within the context of the movie so that you can really uh kind of feel that relief that that we felt watching. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and you know, Riri Williams introduction, uh Dominic Thorne was was, oh, was yeah, fantastic. Dude. She felt extremely grounded, extremely relatable, passionate. Uh, as well, and I'm I'm very excited to see more of her character in the MCU. Uh, I can't wait for Ironheart. I think Riri Williams, she's going to be a big deal. She's going to be pretty important. So huge, huge. Honestly, she was so like Marvel. If you're listening to this, this is how you bring in a character to an existing story and make her more than a MacGuffin. I'm looking at you, Multiverse of Madness. Um, you know, I'm I I cannot wait for more America Chavez, but but. I am so, so stoked for Ironheart. Um, she's so confident in, in what she's doing. And after, exactly. you know, sort of some convincing, she's she just takes to the world so well. And I'm just excited to see more of her again. I, I think her chemistry, like we, like we were talking about with Shuri, is so lovely because it's very, it's very sibling-esque. And at no yeah, point in time yeah. did she feel unnecessary to the storyline. Like... The, the the way that she's brought in makes sense and, and works and doesn't Absolutely. feel tacked on. Um and yeah, yeah dude. I I just she was so great in this movie. Well, I loved how you called out the relationship between her and, and Shuri. And I think that again, as we find Shuri in a place of grieving the loss of T'Challa, um, with her new relationship with Riri, she's able to be a mentor to her and really at the end of the day be uh, a bigger sister to her is, is similar to that of how she looked at T'Challa with Correct. herself, right? Like she was able to do the, her best work because T'Challa believed in her and what Riri needs is someone that can believe in her. So, you know, there's there's such a sisterhood connection between them that that feels real. And then Okoye oh, uh, was, <laughs> was just, she was great. And she also delivered some emotional Absolutely. performances. Um, and I loved her range throughout the mm-hmm. entire movie. Um, but I feel like I'm dancing around the character that I want to talk about, and that's Ramonda. Angela Bassett delivered on all levels with her performance in this movie. You could feel the emotion in her performance. She was she was she was a mother grieving for the loss of her son and her yeah. king. Uh, she was so captivating 
every time she was on screen. I honestly think she's going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I, I think she, I think she will get nominated for it. Here's me obviously hoping that she does show up on that list because it is probably one of the most outstanding performances I've seen this year in, in, in a supporting role. Just, just captivating. You know, she speaks as the ruler of Wakanda, and it's so stunningly captivating. Yeah. Like, those are the moments, Justin, that when I'm thinking to this movie, that's exactly. the first scenes I go back to is yeah. her, just her talking. Yeah. Uh, and you see that it in moment, the trailers. Yeah, that, that moment in the trailer uh, is but one. Oh, my it's like, it's gosh, insane. dude. But then, like you were saying, she's also a mother. Mm-hmm. And even when she's a mom, you still feel her words just as much. Uh, as as you know who she's speaking to and yeah dude she gave the most powerful performance in the entire movie she also looked badass um you know i think she she still you know she holds her ground um i was so excited to see her in in what if um and and kind of see what she does in what if and and even here you're just like yeah no she's She's freaking incredible. She deserves any and all recognition for this performance. And I hope she does win all the awards. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the only other folks that we kind of, I want to call out at least, um, I thought Lupita Nyong'o as uh, Nakia. Um, I think she's certainly not the focus of the movie, but her role in the film, I thought was to kind of help us both as an audience, as well as the characters in this story, move through some of the most challenging emotional moments in, in the movie. And I thought she was phenomenal for, for that. And I was just so happy to see her back uh, with this cast. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think Nakia's character very much represents the person who runs away from their problems mm-hmm. and gets away and doesn't want to deal and, 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 you know, remove and focus somewhere else. And I think that everyone who is dealing with this, this loss and this, this, this trauma deals it in different ways. And I think, you know, her character very much captures that. And, and, you know, like you said, her involvement in the story and in the bigger picture becomes far more interesting as the movie progresses, um, which helps. There's such a stacked cast that we've gone through here. Uh, you know, another person I wanted to call out was Winston Duke uh, Mbaku, who, yeah, you know, you were talking about Shuri being mature and, and growing up, I very much got that from Mbaku's character uh, and his portrayal this time around. He's still that big, tough guy, but he seems to have more heart. He's He's got more wisdom. He's listening more. Um, and he's mm-hmm. recognizing the the leader he could be. And I think that that's the influence T'Challa had on him, uh, is is to be yep. the better leader for his for the Jabari nation. And, and, you know, shout out to Winston Duke for just being able to really breathe so much into this movie as a supporting character you know he was sincere he was authentic he was very wise uh, and heartfelt but also being sarcastic and then comedic and tough and yeah he was just all round great in this movie and i think you're absolutely right in the sense that the loss of their their king and the the loss of 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 chadwick i think for both the the characters and the people portraying the characters it helped the it just sort of it it causes them all to the, this story to break down all of their characters and we get to see different sides of them um i think just like umbaku i think yeah okoye she's incredibly badass she's always been incredibly badass but we also get to explore you know the her her insecurity at times in this movie we get to explore her breaking down but also um you know we we get to see her funny side uh, even more uh in this and i think even at the expense of 
uh, Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross, who's back for this movie. It's it's lovely to see just how much he cares for the people of Wakanda after everything he went through in the first film. Uh, and I thought Martin Freeman did a, a really good job with some of the light comic relief uh, and sort of He's if you're looking for that MCU connection, that's where you're going to find it is is really through him. He's going to be kind of the one that sort of ties it all together. But uh, yeah, thought he did a good job. Yeah. as well. OK, before we get to our final thoughts, dude. The music I like, dude, like what Ludwig, what are you what are you doing? My guy Ludwig, along with his partner, Serena Gorenson, outdid themselves with this one. Like, I, I don't know what the audible version of of being mesmerized. That's that's what it was with the music in this movie, dude. Like the black Panther themes, you know, that are just, they're fused with, obviously you got the 808 drums from before and, and the, the, you know, obviously this is very mournful strings, but also the, the, like the sounds and the music for the Talakanian tribe and Namor were just so cool, dude. It was just awesome. It's, it's great to see how Gorenson, always finds a way to sort of just blend the the score with the soundtrack. Uh, shout out to Riri, uh, not Riri Williams, but Rihanna as well. And I just found that like through through all of it, it honestly blends together so seamlessly. And he's so creative with the ways that he sort of makes these sounds. I was just, I'm blown oh, away. Dude, it, I'm absolutely blown away. Yeah. By and, I, you know, going back to what we were talking about, you know, costume, set design, you know, they were, they won the Oscars. In 2019, I think they're going to win the Oscar this year for for this movie. Yeah, and much like that, you know, Gorson won the Oscar in 2019 for best original score for Black Panther. I think he's going to win it for this. Mm-hmm. The moments are accentuated by his score; it elevates the intensity, the emotion throughout. It, it it has all the right cultural tones, and that's what I love about Ludwig is that he he really does dive in to bring some sort of relevancy or connectivity from the story into it like we, we've listened to his work from from the mandalorian that is very tribal and primitive and then you you know you flip you you flip that with with boba fett that also has that but it's a different sense right it's more um yeah. indigenous in in its 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 ca- capturing of of sort of the australian new zealand sort of style um right it, mm-hmm. it, there's there's just a um a way to really make it relatable and he, that's what's celebrated about black panther's original score right and here it's yeah. just elevated that much more and with talakan as an option now to help dive into a new cultural avenue with the music to help represent that culture he, again he's exploring it there's spanish guitars there's there's all of this stuff that yeah. feels so purposeful and and meaningful and in many ways runs parallel with the themes that we hear for wakanda i absolutely loved it like you said what whatever the hell the word is for mesmerizing in in an audible <laughs> yeah. fashion count me in because i was totally there i was i was immersed by the musical score and apparently i was uh i was watching some of the the you know red carpet or gold carpet or purple carpet purple, i don't know what color carpet was, they yeah. had there was a yeah. purple uh <laughs> premiere and uh, apparently he and his partner actually traveled to mexico and recorded with some musical archaeologists uh who've been researching what mayan music could have sounded like and apparently they discovered that some of the instruments found uh, in in the various graves that they 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 were researching, were things like turtle shells and seashells and other instruments from the ocean, and this is this is the kind of dedication and and sort of uh, uniqueness that I think is is so important with his music and what makes his music so 
creative, but also how authentic it is 100%. for what he's creating. Yeah. And I think that can the same can be said for everything that everyone is doing in this movie. I think Ryan Coogler, again, just kind of pulling yeah. it back, he's so he pays so much attention to the authenticity yeah. that that's what drive that's what pulls you in. That's what keeps you in this movie, even when you're seeing some things that are, you know, MCU or 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 impossible to believe, it, it, it's just it, it helps to create these worlds so much more. Uh, and I'm just, dude, I'm so I was just I'm so impressed by the fact that he was able to create what he created with with what he was given. No, I totally agree. I think this really comes down to Ryan Coogler's direction. I think he he he's put the right people in place that are going to, as you say, bring the authenticity, bring the real, do their research, understand the story that they're telling and understand the cultures that they're referencing so that it does feel very rooted and connected because that is his commitment to telling this story. You know, I think this movie definitely shows that he's a masterful director who knows how to work with others and just trust them to do their best work. And I think that's what anyone really wants from a boss to a certain degree, right? I, I honestly, I cannot wait to see more of his films in general, uh, but also within the MCU. Let's get to our, our final uh, overall rating, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five purple heart shaped herbs. Well, if it isn't already clear to our listeners, uh, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah, we liked, we, it. We liked it. It, yeah. it was it was incredibly yeah. powerful, deeply emotional, while also giving us all the Marvel cinematic goodness. It handles loss, grief, and revenge with a maturity and, as we've mentioned numerous times, an authenticity that will connect with with all audiences. Uh, much like the first Black Panther, this film is steeped in in culture, family, s- and spectacle, but with new layers uh, with the introduction of, of Namor and Talo Khan, from beautiful costume work to outstanding production design and sets and world building and a bombastic musical score. Wakanda Forever is, oh. is a, a definitive and very poignant film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, you know, the entire cast, as we were mentioning, are, are outstanding. They delivered emotionally impactful performances. And in many ways, I think you can look at their performances as a cathartic experience that allowed many of them to deal with their own emotions and their own feelings with the loss of Chadwick. But they also knew the importance of Black Panther. They knew what it meant for for the community of, of kids and, and the black community and representation of African culture and just culture in general. Mm-hmm. And what they built with Chadwick could not just go away because of his loss it would be a disservice right. to his name and what they did what was built for all to appreciate it needed to be continued so with the returning cast and the new cast they all brought it and and it elevates the movie and as much as we're talking about cathartic experiences for uh, for the cast it, it was also that for ryan coogler who delivers a film that is very personal and deeply meaningful uh, i think it, it it could not have been an easy task, but I, I believe his North Star was to honor the legacy of Chadwick and T'Challa. And this film does that beautifully w- without ever being overly heavy handed. There's there's moments mm-hmm. that are big. There's moments that are small that spiritually pay respect to Chadwick's T'Challa. And I think fans are really going to recognize those moments as they watch this movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and this was one of my movies that I was mostly I was so excited for for 2022 especially from the MCU specifically and it did not disappoint. This was everything I wanted it to be in the respect of legacy to Chadwick delivering a fond farewell to a king 
on screen and off screen. And a message that while we may have our differences, while we may disagree or even fight, the one thing that does bind us together is grief and trauma. And we can find strength in knowing that we can share that together and we can help each other move forward as one. So I am going to be giving this a five out of five purple heart-shaped herbs because this this movie, i'm shocked dude five out of five i know i'm, shocked. I'm, I'm like so fanboy <laughs> but like this movie delivered on on everything no. that i i was anticipating yeah. and i think this was the mcu movie of the year for me that i was very excited Absolutely. for and it delivered so i'm very happy very cool uh this in my opinion is the best mcu film of phase four uh, bar none. I, I absolutely think that. And that's something, honestly, after Spider-Man No Way Home, I was not sure if that would even be possible. Um, but, you know, with a masterwork of a score, this movie is gripping from start to finish. And I just oh, I enjoyed every single moment of it. I, I, I felt so much watching this movie. I, I, you know, grief, anger, sadness, all of these feelings and these themes are so excellently handled in such a mature way. And they give us a story that I honestly, I don't think I I'll ever forget. Um, and I'll never forget these performances from the entire cast, but, but standouts most specifically, I thought Angela Bassett, um, Tanach Huerta Mejia, and of course, Letitia Wright are just, they're just phenomenal. They are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this movie is more than just a worthy successor to the first one. And, and Ryan Coogler yet again delivered on giving us a movie that I think with some great, albeit light MCU setup, uh, some of the most incredible action sequences and a, a cast with such dedicated performances. Um, but it's also a movie that honestly just has such an important message. A message that makes you think beyond the action and the spectacle. A message that that transcends any particular character or performance. Uh, and it's just simply to be better to each other so that we can help each other move on even when it feels impossible. And I, I, I really, it, it rings through the entire movie and in every single sort of decision that these characters make. And it it's so lovely, honestly. This this movie is really special. And I, I can't wait to watch it again, dude. I'm so excited to watch this. Uh, again and again in the theaters and then again and again at home. Um, absolutely. Five out of five purple heart-shaped herbs. Well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into your sh into the show with your thoughts uh, on this uh, movie or any of the, the shows we cover, or if you just want to write in and tell us that we're Marvel shills and yeah. we'll give every Marvel thing <laughs> Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys for sure. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Absolutely. If we're not already hearing from you uh, on Twitter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just kind of activate... Uh, a spear, a big uh, vibranium spear, <laughs> and and throw it over to, <laughs> to Justin to let you know how you. I've missed it. that spear because it's a dangerous weapon. But they can reach us at wearegeekcentric <laughs> at gmail .com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail .com. or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest movies and shows out now. Uh, like we've got our recent spoiler-free review for Tales of the Jedi. Clerks 3, Black Adam. We also have a spoiler-free review out now for the Netflix series Blockbuster, uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, but if you're, listen, if you're still in the spooky season, I know Halloween's long over at this point by the time you're listening to this. It might be a distant memory, but maybe you want to relive it. I don't know, you want to watch 
something that, that, you know, you're not sure what to watch and you want it to be spooky, well, we also have our spoiler-free and filled reviews for Werewolf by Night, as well as our spoiler-free reviews for Hocus Pocus 2 and Wendell and Wild. Uh, and we have a ton of interviews, like our most recent interview with Mabel Cadena and Alex Livinali, who play Namora and Atuma in the film. Uh, so you can tune in to hear, you know, where they'd rather take a vacation, Wakanda or Talokan. Justin, I've been meaning to ask you, where would you rather take a vacation? Oh, that's... Wakanda or Talokan. I think I'm I'm a land person, so I would definitely want to go to Wakanda. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot to yeah. see and do there, um, and very some cool, great food to eat. You know, I can get pretty lazy at times. I've given up on walking, uh, so I think I would just maybe jump into the ocean <laughs> and just float around. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, in, Swimming in is kind of like walking underwater, I guess. That's true. It but, might be more work. Yeah, I think more it's more work. work. <laughs> Give me a little like jet suit or something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, you can check out those interviews both here on podcast services and on YouTube at youtube.com uh, slash geekcentric. Justin. Thank you so much for joining me for this review. And as we say, love ya. Peace. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever.